three guys join a home run club this a home run club this week. We've got waiver wire pickups and a lot of them. And a team fired a big chunk of their analytics staff, which I think is an interesting move. It's been another interesting week in baseball. Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark, and this is Gordon, and we love talking about baseball. I mean, it's a we've had another fun week. Uh, the playoff pictures are, are starting to kind of coalesce a little bit more. Yeah, there's still 25, 26 games left, and, and one of the things that strikes me is you know that uh, I think the Brewers have a four-game lead on the Cubs, um, and you could, we could talk about some of the other teams in there. So I thought, well, so how do you make up four games in twenty-five, right? So if 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 you got twenty-five, if you go twelve and thirteen or thirteen and twelve, the other team then has to go something like seventeen and eight right. in order to catch you. So you know if you're if you're the Brewers, you're pretty much thinking as long as we can play slightly above five hundred baseball the rest of the way out, it's going to be really hard for the Cubs to catch. Right. Don't go two thousand seven or two thousand eight Mets. Right. right, right, right. You can't you can't win like eight games out of the last twenty five. Then you give them a real chance. So uh, and and I still I like the Brewers. I, I think they're going to be a dangerous team in the in the playoffs. Um, and and I think that you know the, the teams that are more you know the, look we know that a couple of divisions are already done. The the, the Dodgers and the um, and the Braves are. Like, ridiculous you know right. out there but the other divisions you know the the astros still have a chance the rangers still have a chance to cast the mariners who are now in first place which is you well, know, had you've had the, the a very unfun week for the rangers that they've had they had the best team era in the month of august and they did not have a winning record because yeah, their, their bullpen just keeps blowing it well, and, and sort of like the Florida bullpen who took uh, took on David Robertson, who has mm. been pretty atrocious for them. He's been since relieved of his clothes. Yeah, I, think I feel bad for them. I like that ago. guy. Um, but the Twins are another team that has a you know modest lead, uh, five five games or so over the Guardians. I still don't believe in the Guardians, even though, and we'll talk about this, even though what they did at the waiver wire that they didn't do at the trading deadline. Oh, well, certainly one's a lot less cost to your team. A hundred percent. But I guess if you're a Cleveland fan, you're thinking, well, at least they did something right there you know what they're not they're not giving up on the season there's no reason for them to and i don't see why actually i do i i guess only because the twins are bad too in a lot of ways right, well, so and, i guess they're the guardian they're, why not us you and know? you're a young team in the guardian so not selling at the trade deadline makes sense because you're you're totally willing to just run it back with this group next year and hope some guys develop but the twins never really ran away with the division. You've got guys that are just sitting there that you can pick up that won't cost you much. So why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, yeah, and and I think that you know the the Guardians, you know, kind of doing that for their fans. But I don't think anybody thinks the Twins or the Guardians have a real chance in the playoffs in the American No, League. no. I, I think for the, the the best they can probably hope for is to be a team that somehow ruins some good team season <laughs> in the first round. They- right, right. But just like the teams that sold, uh, like the Mets and whatnot, you can. Okay, that was because of what I expect is a real realistic viewpoint of if we get in, which we think all you got to do, like the Phillies last year, is get in. We're not winning. We're right. Not good enough. You, you know, you, you're going to say you're going to you're, you're obviously competing to win a World Series in your tribe, but I don't think I don't think the Guardian organization is thinking this is our year. We just need to get hot right now. But they added some players off the waiver deadline. Let, let's let's just go into that because I think that's the biggest story from this week. Is this was the waiver wire week, so teams were able to release players, send them to waivers, and if teams were interested in a uh, reverse descending order from worst team to best team. Which is important. Which is important. They got their first pick at it. Now, generally, the interesting thing about this is they go through the bad teams pretty quickly because bad teams don't really have incentives to pick any of these guys up because – 
what are they going to really do for you? You're just picking up somebody you're going to have to pay money to and you're already not very good. The only time you would do that is if like somebody that shouldn't probably be waived is waived and then like they're going to get snapped up instantly. The waivers are called irrevocable waivers. So basically you you know you lose the player and and, and you don't have to give you know, anything any any see him ever again. Um and and the Guardians they went for pitchers which I thought for a team that struggles so much with hitting. <laughs> well, I think there was just not a lot of the hitting that was available in this group yeah i i I guess um and and and, or the hitting that was available didn't fit their position needs Mm -hmm. you know on the field themselves but yeah they picked up lucas giolito which you could argue is as much for next year maybe although giolito's up for a contract so it's you know he's a free agent ronaldo lopez who seems to be a package deal with him matt moore had an excellent year this year i don't know if you realize how good the guy was right so that makes sense from a bullpen perspective you know especially because class a has not been he's been banged up he's been inconsistent so it makes sense going and getting another solid reliever for that pack. I think it's an interesting point about Class A because, you know, the, the Guardians are still in it, so they're going to keep pitching him, but he looks like a guy that could use some rest. Right, so guy, <laughs> getting a guy like Matt Moore to eat some of those innings is probably a good thing. So, um, you mentioned the top storylines in addition to that. Um, you know, uh, by the way, the only other guy that of any note that went was Harrison Bader going to the Reds. Well, you got Hunter Renfro, and Renfro got picked up by the, got went to the Reds. I, I think you know, Dominic Leone went to the Mariners. The most noted thing about that is he was on the Angels at City Field. Then he gets released by the Angels and picked up by the Mariners and goes back to City Field. And two weeks before that, he was pitching for the Mets at City Field. Right. So kind of just like a, he just three different the, teams pitching us in, 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 in the same, the same stadium. stadium. Uh, the, and Mets, the Mets released Carrasco. Nobody wanted him. Shock. Right. So he's still in the bullpen. Like right. he can stay on the team, even though they put him on waivers. Right. Because it just clears. They're, they're just basically saying anybody want him because we don't. So I, I think I think you know there there has been a bit of, of chatter about well what did the, the what the angels did here they released so many guys you mm-hmm. know what does that mean you know and I well it, because what they did and, and I don't think they even exactly did it as much as they needed to so they basically cut a bunch of good players mm-hmm. waived them um, with the idea of getting under the salary cap so that they wouldn't have to pay as much luxury tax and because they get a better compensatory pick when. When Otani goes and signs somewhere else, they get a second round pick instead of a fourth round pick. So, so some of the talk around baseball was: is what the Angels uh, did uh, revolutionary in terms of our teams really going to put quality players or some quality players on waivers? I mean, look, the, the Angels let Giolito, Grichuk, Matt Moore, Leone, Reynaldo Lopez, nice pitcher, uh, and Hunter Renfro all on waivers. That's a lot of salary that came right, off that's the books. A lot. I think that they're still responsible for that salary. Still- responsible <laughs> for that salary i think teams will do it i i think you, you can't you know be like oh this is bad for baseball or oh you know this is you know anti-competition right right so so i guess this commissioner is not going to come in and say this is think, not in the best interest I don't of baseball think any commissioner is going to do it because you're not going to punish a team for going for it at the deadline and that's what you that's what punishing the angels here would be in effect doing the angels traded for all these guys they tried to make a playoff push and unfortunately for them it didn't work so they've now cut their losses they've shed their salary so that they're not hurting keeping these guys on their team doesn't do anything for the rest of this season now i i don't i'm not familiar i know a lot of their angels with with exactly what the starting lineup is of the angels with some of these guys they've let go but is this a situation where 
where this is not as major league a team and that, that fans that are coming and paying the same amount. It's not like the Angels are discounting tickets. Well, the thing is, you can't talk about the lineup because I don't think anybody's paying money to come see Hunter Renfro and, you know, Randall Grichik. Understand. They're there to see other. But I, I think that, you know, you could look at the pitching. It really depends. And this is where I can admit I don't have the knowledge who the Angels are trotting out right now. If they're trotting out guys that they're either interested in seeing from their own organization or guys that, you know, are still quality major league players that just like, you know, were kept down because you had these other better pitchers. Right. Who's getting who's getting the playing time that these guys are right. I think that's the important thing, because what I wouldn't be okay with is if they're trotting out a bunch of guys that they have no intention of taking a look at and can't compete. I mean, just the last thing on the Angels. So think about so Trout comes back in and leaves in the same game, back to the IL. Okay, Otani has the elbow problem, but he's going to hit through the rest of the season, we think, pretty much, to make sure that he guarantees himself, right. uh, I guess, the MVP until he knows he's got it locked up. But if you're an Angel fan, it's like, let's go to the ballpark tonight and watch the team play. I don't know why you'd go. Their young rookie first baseman, Noah Chanel. Yeah, yeah. Hitting really well. I don't know. I'm trying to uh, yeah, come up yeah, with something. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just, I just thought that it, 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 it is, you're saying it isn't revolutionary, and we're going to see this again from right. other teams. I think you're going to see this again. Teams will continue to do this, and I don't think it's a, it's only going to be an issue when a team starts releasing, when an owner is releasing guys because he just doesn't want to pay them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I don't have the money, so I'm going to release these. Or I'm not going to spend the money. I'm not going to spend the money. So, you know, uh, it would be like if all of a sudden Cohen's like, you know what? Lindor is too expensive. I'm going to put Lindor on waivers. I would have a problem with that because why? Let, let's let's slide back to the division itself, right? Mm-hmm. So the Mariners had a nice stretch to come all the way to take, I think they have a game lead or so on Houston right now and with Texas right there uh, about about time. Yeah, Houston's had their handful with the Yankees this past, you know, week, which has not, you know, they, I think the Yankees had a couple of young guys come up and get hits off of Verlander. And the Astros. Well, Verlander gave up the home run to to Dominguez. That's the kid's first major league at bat. Verlander tries a slow curveball, and the kid's batting third. And then he throws a fastball on the outside corner, and the kid hits it out to the left field. Yeah, crushed it for his uh, first. I think first leadoff career home run for the Yankees since Aaron Judge. First, first at bat home run, not leadoff. That's what I meant. Um, But yeah, I, I think. I think that it's interesting because the Mariners have continued to play well and the Astros have kind of, you know, they've been, you know, around 500, you know, kind of, you know, they win some, they lose some. But then the Rangers have just been in a free fall. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they are the ones that sort of fell back to allow. And so I, I think the Rangers are, are in trouble um, because that wild card in the American League is going to come from them, um, the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays kind of. And the like Astros. So the those. The Rays, I feel like, kind of have their wild card. Who's ever not winning the east is gonna right the second place if the rays somehow catch well they're they're only a game back they're right there now yeah they're because the orioles as good as august was for them they have not loved the clock since it's turned to september these last few days like the end of august now into september has been a rough few days for orioles and that lead is shrunk now to like a game and so and now they've got their closers hurt right and but and that's gonna really hurt because he's been so electric for batista them. yeah batista. felix batista so i think but what so whatever alt east team does not win the division will be the first wild card and what unless the bottom just falls out for one of them. and i'm really aggravated with happen. the blue jays because they, they just won't take they it just won't 
won't take it, man. That that other wild card is there for them. And if they end up falling back, then it's almost pretty much set, right? That's Rangers, Astros, uh, Orioles, or, or Jays. And, 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 and then the other team is going to win the division. You right, know, we're between the Mariners and the Twins. That's it. There's your AL playoff. I hope it doesn't play out that Pat, if you will, like right, uh, if the blue, but I if want the Blue, blue Jays to rally and make something of it. Is shrinking quicker and quicker every day because every time they're not making up these grounds, especially on a team like teams like the Astros and the Rangers, who have not been performing well, they are making it harder for themselves because now instead of needing to go, you know, get twenty wins in their last, you know, thirty something games, they need to get twenty wins in their last twenty two games. Mm-hmm, or something like mm-hmm. that. It's just the window shrinks so much so quickly. So um, we we didn't talk about the players of the week from the prior week, right? So we don't have this week's players of the week because the we, week officially ends today. I guess right. They don't announce it, but last Sunday. week's players. So for last week, it was Adam Duvall and Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts had an unbelievable and he's had another great week this week Mookie Betts you know and and you know how I feel about this guy I think he's probably Hall of Fame already in my mind Um, if not he's like on the on the just keep playing your career and you'll make it Ronald Acuna was so far and away the MVP in the league and of course did you hear what he did last night on Saturday night he hit the hardest ball since 2018 wow yep yep 121.2 miles an hour off the bat a home run uh the other three are stanton in 2018 stanton in 2020 and aaron judge in 2017 in the last six years the, those it's are the three guy. the four hardest hit balls and acuna uh was right there with them so uh I, I the guy is is having an amazing season he got to the 30 60 thing 30 70 is a possibility 40 80 or 40, 70 is 40, a lot. Yeah, right. That's a lot. He right. would have to. He would have to have a game where he hits like three home runs for me to start thinking that's possible. Just because he would need to shrink the amount he needs right. to hit by so much. But but Mookie Betts by B War is having a better season than Ronald Acuna, and and that's as much because. Betts is amazing, and he also is an amazing fielder to a better to a degree over Acuna. And I thought one of the most interesting stats was so despite. Mookie, despite Acuna having 60 stolen bases, he's worth 17 runs on the base paths, like 17.5 or something. Freddie Freeman, who has like 12 steals, is worth 17.2. There's another MVP candidate, by the way. So it's, it's interesting. I just think that Acuna, for as good as he is a stolen base artist, is either the Braves hit so many home runs with him on base that it like negatively impacts? Well, they score a lot of first inning runs, so I bet you he's got the league, uh, right. the major league league. Right. I'm just thinking run like, scored unless they're hitting so many home mm-hmm. runs specifically with him on base to the point where he's not getting a chance to use his legs. There's something about his base running that like he's not finding ways to pick up those extra runs because it's weird to me that Freddie Freeman right. is an equal equal in base running runs to Acuna. And it's been a great series, and both of those two teams will go at it again today here on Sunday to finish their series for the year. Um, and the Braves and the Dodgers are so far in their front. And, and I think I – think Can't even see behind them. You look at those two teams – the pitch clock for those games has been great. These games move. They're quick. And you look at the 20 – I think it was – Either the 2021 or the 2019 playoffs, the average playoff game time was three hours and 39 minutes. Oh, please, let's not have that happen again. Right. Do we really want to go back? Because they've just announced that the pitch clock will be remaining in the postseason. It's going to be here. And right, they you, didn't take it out at the World if, Series if you, level or anything like that. If you want to watch a preview of what a playoff game will look like with the pitch clock, watch, watch, the, Bra- Braves. watch the Braves and the uh, the Braves and the Dodgers play. That's what playoff baseball will look like with a pitch and clock. And the games and have been amazing. And it's great. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and I, I think so too. And, and I think it'll help the fan energy in the playoffs. I think the fans will be even more into it because it'll keep moving. You won't have these big, long dead periods. Well, what, what, why couldn't they have just extended it to, let's say, instead of 15 seconds with nobody on, 18 seconds? Just give them a little more time. I, I don't see, do it. I don't see the point. In well, that. And obviously neither did they. So. And I think <laughs> to the people that I, I think that the sphere that, oh, we might now have like a pitch clock violation at a big moment. I, the teams are getting they're rarer and rarer now teams really don't make mistakes like that yeah anymore. i think we had a, a we had our first we had a recently we had our first full slate of games where every team played and there were no pitch clock violations right, right. and now there's usually only like one or two a day across the entire league so i think you're going to see almost none of them in the playoffs because the players are going to be hyper aware of it too and they're used to it now so so obviously the phillies we said are the other wild card team um that that are in pretty good shape at this point i think they're you know they're the one and then where everybody's fighting the reds and the cubs and the giants and the diamondbacks are fighting for the other wild card realistically spots. i feel like in the nl you're sort of fighting for your right to be slaughtered by the braves or the dodgers in the postseason right now well you know you you uh, put down the the players of the week and and Max Freed is 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 one of those players. I will say the Phillies are the one team I think besides the Braves and the Dodgers that could give those teams trouble just because with with Aaron Nola starting to come back online as a starting and pitcher, Wheeler who had a great and, week and with Wheeler they have the starting pitching to give a team a problem in a postseason series they can hit they have a they, their bullpen has been solid this year it's not the Philly disaster bullpen like it was for a bunch of years it's not as good as it was last year they I were don't really think. good last year but they, they were otherworldly last year especially in the playoffs so but I think the starting pitching is there where they're a team that could give either the Braves or the Dodgers problems and Trey Turner woke up right Trey Turner remembered <laughs> how to play baseball so I mean what a difference right and this is what they expected from Trey Turner when they brought him in um we had an almost no hitter last week Right, we had an almost no two outs, ninth inning. I mean, that's that's it's gotta be rough. Eight eight and two thirds inning. That's that's tough. But it doesn't count. But Alex Cobb had a had a real good game. Um, Logan Gilbert and Freddie Peralta are pitching great. Matt Scherzer has actually pitched very well for Texas. Right, in Texas is the issue is that you know they're getting the authentic Araldus Chapman experience in extra innings. Yeah, he he blew it against the Mets last. He blew another game yesterday or the day before. It's been it's been rough for them. So how about some of the hitters besides uh, the guys we've talked about? Who is Davis Schneider of the Toronto Blue Jays? He's their second base prospect. They called him up, and the dude has just come up and raked. Are you kidding? He hit four seventy six for the week with three home runs and and nine RBIs. I mean. But Who is this guy? He's just some rookie. He's the kind of guy that he called him. Wow, if he'd been called up earlier this year, he'd be a rookie of the year candidate. And, you know, I don't know what his season stats are, but you know who's just turned out to be a really solid baseball player is Randy Rosarena. You know, when he had that playoff and, and, and the World Series where he was dominant and all that, you thought, wow, this guy's going to be the next, you know. See, okay, I never thought that. Oh, I, I thought I, he was I, that guy. I thought he was overhyped. And, and and I don't know that he was or he wasn't. He but wasn't as good as we thought he could be so far. But a really good still player. A really good I, I think for player. me it was just like, I'm like, okay, wait a second. I need to see him do this. Not Because we've all seen guys go on a 20-game stretch where especially good players where they're the hottest player on the planet Earth. And if you isolated that one 20-game stretch, you would be talking about them like they were having an unbelievable season. But then when you look outside of that, you're like, okay, wait a second. They're actually – because so like look at a guy like Lindor, right? Lindor, since like 
June has been one of the best players in baseball, but because his beginning of the season was so poor, we talk about him like he's having a terrible season. I don't know. We talk. We talk about well, him. I think Met fans Met know fans. because he's hitting two fifty. And I think the first thing that still traditional baseball player uh, fans look at, I should say, right. is they look at the batting average. Go like, well, it's not okay. He's got twenty five homers and twenty five steals, and he's got seventeen defensive run saves, and he's you know one of the best fielders and but gold glove candidate. But he's hitting two fifty, so he can't be that good. And his B war is really hard, but. It isn't as high as Hassan Kim. No, who's had an unbelievable year. And he's got a higher Padres. B, higher B war this year at short than any year of Xander Bogart's career. Yeah, boy. Right now that's that's a little bit painful there in San Diego right. to have Xander Bogart. That's the play I think like that's playing. the contract that hurts right now. Like this like whatever you're doing with Soto and Tatis is whatever. But Bogart's coming over and like forgetting how to play baseball was not something you can didn't on. I pronounce the Padres dead in last week's, you know, this week in baseball? I think so. Like like people keep trying to say that like they're done. Yeah, yeah, you were responding to Eduardo. Eduardo was saying they like, still have a chance. They still have a chance. Sorry, Eduardo, they don't have a chance. So you you started by talking about home run clubs. So, right. um, so, so we had Stanton is one home run shy of getting joining the 400 club. He's at 399 right now. However, Bryce Harper of the Phillies hit his 300th home run, and Aaron Judge became the fastest player ever to 250 until Pete Alonso beats him there in a you know in a, in a year or two, in yeah, a, a couple of years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, you know. So if you look at Stanton and Harper, and that's an interesting couple, a guy to prepare uh, to compare because Stanton's played a little longer, maybe, but I'm not even sure it was that much longer. Who's you know got the better chance at the Hall of Fame at this stage? Harper. But he'll talk about. Did you look at Stanton's career? It's ops a, it's a lot better. Than it's you crazy. Read. It's like like near one forty for his oh, career, which is unbelievable. And then you look at those. He's got that stretch of seasons like. 2015 in Miami to like 2019 and within the was he playing season. much then? Well, that's the, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Is that <laughs> he's, you, the he's lost like thing. three consecutive seasons of basically not playing, and that'll probably be both he and Harper's biggest. Not issue. that Harper is Mister Healthy, right? No, that's, <laughs> and that's going to be their biggest issues is that their overall stats are going to be held down by the amount of time they miss. I'm pretty sure Bryce Harper's going to get there. I Two MVPs, you know, multiple teams to the World Series, uh, and I, he's the kind, and he's and he's the kind of guy people talk about. And, and I see his game which matters, holding up. Which matters a lot for getting into the Hall of Fame. You want to be a notable player. And there might be guys who have even better career stats than Harper, but Harper's perception among fans, writers, and other baseball players is so high. That'll help him a lot. agree with you a lot. So uh, after this week, when we record this ne- next week, we're going to be less than 20 games. So we'll really be looking at the home stretch. We're, 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 we're into right. magic numbers now. We're into magic <laughs> numbers. You're going to see playoff races this coming week really kind of yeah. solidify you're going to see if teams like the Rangers hold on what the Giants you're going to see what the Giants and the D-backs are made of this week because this is a huge week for both of those teams same with the Cubs I think the Marlins are kind of on their last gasp I agree they they have to basically start rattling off a, a 10 game or so win streak here to even have a chance but it's going to be exciting run to the end yeah yeah look forward to it very much and we're still getting uh, – we want to thank our, our listeners because we're still getting some nice communication from from folks that notice things that happen in the episodes, that make suggestions. Uh, we had a nice one last week from Cleet, I think it was. Yeah, two uh, chance. Two chance. Two chance. And and we just want to say we really appreciate that everybody listens. And you take the time to actually contact us. We will answer you. Yeah, We means, answer every single inquiry. We don't get that many that we don't have time to answer oh, yeah. all you guys. But thanks for listening. And uh, you know, please make suggestions on things you might want to hear us talk about. Thanks for listening and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. 
Follow us on Twitter at Almost Cool.